0: Life Audio.
1: The Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram,
0: Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready?
1: Well, well, well. It is going down once again. i told you a few times before um, I was down in um, where I am now, down in St. Pete, Florida, I'm here at the School of Ministry, Zeal School of Ministry with Jairus Hodges. Uh, he is one of the ambassadors of the Whosoever's. You're the director of the Bible School, I believe. You're a, a co-teaching pastor at Calvary Chapel, St. Pete, Florida. Uh, what don't you do? I've seen you juggle. You could skateboard. You could play guitar. What don't you do? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Jairus is awesome. He's one of my good friends, and I love this guy, and um, I figured while I was down here, I would record several shows. And if you've heard any of the past shows over the last couple months, um, they were literally fuego. They were amazing fire shows. Um, as he's here working with a lot of students year round, um, they, they disciple kids getting ready for, for full send and ministry, but, uh, also they get them out to do great commission stuff. And, He's just here. He's in the middle of it. He's going on tours with us around the world. So he's living the Great Commission. He's living the, the, the church life. He's living the discipleship school life. I mean, it's a really amazing place to be. And I knew that's why when I came down here, I wanted to do several shows with you because you have a lot of content because you're constantly producing content to give to the students and stories and all kinds of cool stuff. But today is going to be a cool show, really cool show that I'm looking forward to. Because I I believe, have you taught this to your class already? Okay, so as you know, he teaches. So this class that he's going to be teaching on today, the show, is going to be on the spiritual gifts. The Holy Spirit gifts. These are the special abilities, these tools that God gives us um, to point people to Jesus. And I'm going to let you do all the talking pretty much on on, on the giftings right now. But I know as the Great Commission, when you read the Bible— uh, God has given these special abilities, these tools and giftings for us to use. When we're going to talk to people, he can give us a word of knowledge. Uh, he can give us a prophetic word of something that's going to happen in someone's life or an event. Um, we might lay hands on someone to pray for healing um, and they can get healed. That's another gift. Um, you could pray for a miracle, someone that was never able to see, uh, never able to see with their eyes. And you pray and a miracle would they would be able to see, their eyes would be able to see. Um, I've heard of missionaries praying for people raising the dead in, 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 you know, in a, in a city where there was a witchcraft, witch doctor, you know, all kinds of these gifts are for all for all kinds of different um, reasons. And we're going to go through each one. You have teaching, teaching the word of God. You have evangelism. Um, you have uh, discernment, uh, discerning of spirits helps and on and on. And we're going to go through all of them today, but this show Is going to be amazing. So don't forget to uh, go to my YouTube channel, Ryan Reese Official. Like it, share it, subscribe, and get the show to other people that are interested about the gifts. We're from Calvary Chapel, so uh, we believe, like the Bible says, everything should be uh, done decently in order. And yes, the gifts are active for today. We've seen it happen. We've seen them manifest. Um, So we know that they are alive. A lot of churches, some churches believe that they don't exist. Yeah. Um, So... That would be a really boring uh, Christianity, just to read the Bible and no power of the Holy Spirit and seeing God move. Right. You know, it'd be some k- kind of exciting, but not as exciting as seeing the whole picture that Jesus has yeah. given us. Yeah. Right. So let's get into it, man. Um, first of all, where are the gifts found in the in the scriptures?
0: The gifts are mentioned in First Corinthians twelve and Romans twelve. That's like the main two sections. Mm-hmm. There's some other stuff in Peter or Ephesians. Um, and depending on how much you believe or depending on exactly what you believe about the gifts, there's at least about 18 that are specifically listed right. that we tend to talk about mm-hmm. and try and use as terminology to learn about and, and mm-hmm. for the purpose of what they are.
1: All right. So what are they? How would you like to start? You want to, you want to list them? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think,
0: uh, I think it's good that you just said in the, in the first place, like we're coming from a Calvary Chapel heart. So mm. It's just good to know, especially if, the, if this is a new subject for you, whether or not you're a Christian, that it's a very debated subject, and a lot of people believe a lot of different things. So I think it's just safe just to to make that clear, and not we don't have to get into that stuff, but just just that people know that there's all kinds of debate, and even that people do people that do believe in the gifts still debate about the gifts themselves. So that's that's all <laughs> kinds of subjects, yeah. but especially the gifts. And I will say it's so there's i believe it's a very important subject that we should learn about because it's in the scriptures it's in the new testament paul tries to teach them about it and encourage them in it and we'll get into that and the reasons why but it's very common for churches not to basically do the work to figure it out mm-hmm. using scripture and the guidance of the spirit to to live it out because it's hard it's kind of a gray area to like you have to learn new things and you have to go through imperfect experiences to really learn just like with anything that you learn in your life but because it's a spiritual related stuff and because some of the gifts are kind of weird some of them are very simple but some Mm -hmm. of them are kind of weird tongues is the classic most weird one but Mm Usually churches will get too scared. So there's like there's always two extremes. You're either like on the extreme of, well, that's spiritual stuff is kind of weird, so we don't want to touch that, mm-hmm. or we're going to focus way too much on it, and we're going to focus nothing but the spiritual stuff and the gifts and the really cool stuff. And both of those are
1: destructive. But the Bible is very balanced in it. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was literally going to say the two opposites. Yeah, but we find ourselves right in the middle. You don't uh, glorify the gifts. No, but you make. They're available to you as God gives them to you in that moment that he's the one that, that does them. It's not like you have the gift and, and you just – these tools and you can go just heal people and, and give words of knowledge You know, all yeah. day long. Yeah. God's the one that gives. He's the giver of the gifts. Yeah. And at that time.
0: And he decides, he decides what? I mean the Corinthians says that really clearly. Like he decides who gets what. Um, nobody gets all the gifts. Um, but the Scripture, w- I think, would show that everyone gets at least one gift and some mm-hmm. people get multiple gifts. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a purpose for them, and that's for us to learn, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. And it just I think it's it's just, it's just so important for us to do the work and yeah. learn about it and then start to actually figure out how to practically implement it and encourage our churches to do that because the Holy Spirit wants to work in those ways. And it really—one huge thing for the gifts is it really it becomes uh, a huge— part of people's place in the church i mean one of the biggest things is is knowing your place and and the part that you play ephesians says that we should all we have to all work together and and be built up in the the love of christ as each part does its work Mm. so you know what's your part you know what part do you play at church and everyone's got a different part but everyone has to play their part so the gifts play a huge part in that It really encourages. exactly well said so what are they? I'll go through. I'll go through at least the main ones. Yeah, there's word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, uh, faith, healing, miracles, tongues, interpretation of tongues, helping, serving, prophecy, discernment, encouragement, mercy, giving, teaching, leadership, administration. Uh, Some people would think celibacy. Um, Some people would also say evangelism. That's from the Ephesians Mm -hmm. section. It doesn't use the word for gifts, but some people call those the leadership gifts, the kind of leadership roles. Mm -hmm. Um, And, I mean, we could go into all of them individually, like, a little bit, but um, uh, in in general, just listing them like that is very encouraging because Mm -hmm. sometimes, like, when you talk about the gifts and you start to learn about them, number one— the number one most taboo one is always going to be tongues, mm-hmm. and we could talk about that. Mm-hmm. But people don't know sometimes, like, some of these are so simple and so some, so much more important, honestly, mm-hmm. and more regularly used, like the gift of helping or the gift of serving. So I would just say, like, off the bat, it's really important and encouraging for you to, to really seek the Lord and, and seek leadership in a Bible-teaching church on what gift or gifts you think God might have for you and learn what that means to have it and how mm-hmm. to grow in it. Mm-hmm. I would also add, too— Visions and dreams play a huge role in this kind of discussion, but I call those the tools of the Holy Spirit. It's just a different word. Uh, it's important to know that visions and dreams aren't gifts, just to be technical. Mm. But visions and dreams from, from Joel prophesied and validated in uh, in Pentecost from Peter when he quoted Joel, that that's going to be part of the game too. And then we obviously see that through the New Testament as well as the gifts. So through the New Testament we see not just In the Gospels and the book of Acts, but even further through the letters, we see the gifts of the Spirit mentioned, uh, we see visions and dreams happening through, and we see just in general the workings of the Holy Spirit, the signs and wonders, and through the letters even of the New Testament, the writers saying like, hey, these are still happening. The signs and wonders are happening, Mm -hmm. and the gifts are happening, and it's important for us to learn about it and then be ready for it. Perfect. A definition I have is supernatural abilities, so the spiritual gifts are supernatural abilities, or an anointing given by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit was going to come. And there's many roles of the Holy Spirit. He's a helper. He's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gives power. Mm-hmm. And he gives the gifts. And that's what that's what especially Romans and Corinthians So talks about.
1: you cannot have, for the listeners, you cannot have any of these gifts, these supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit, without having the Holy Spirit in you. And not having a true relationship with him. Cause there's some people that just say, Oh yeah, I'm a Christian. Give my life to Christ. But like there has to be a true relationship, like a true work of the Holy spirit in order for these things for sure. To happen.
0: And that's a, that's a, a, a weird one for me too, because we see in scripture that there are weird supernatural things that do happen with non-Christians. Mm. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if you would call that spiritual gifts, But another good clarification, too, is a lot of times, and Pastor Chuck, who founded Calvary Chapel, uh, talked about this with the gifts. He said, like, a lot of times the Holy Spirit in general, working supernaturally Mm -hmm. or through the gifts that he gives people, it will seem very natural, but it will be supernatural. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes, not always, God connects gifts with character, Mm -hmm. characteristics of a person, Mm -hmm. or talents, Mm -hmm. but those are different. To have mm. a talent, or to have mm. a certain type of character, like for me to be extroverted, mm. doesn't necessarily mean oh, so so I have the Holy Spirit in me. Yeah. Mm. But it might like when I do have the Holy Spirit and I have the relationship, mm. God might use a gift of the Spirit to match my character, mm. um, or to even match a talent. For example, mm. I'm really talented at talking mm. to people from a stage, like mm. teaching. Mm-hmm. I'm naturally good. Like I could just hop up and just kind of start talking.
1: You're just comfortable. Yeah. Right. And it's easy. Some so people can like, do that and some people cannot.
0: Right. And so that that's yeah. something like oh, regardless yeah. of whether or not you're a Christian, like you're – you can – some people can just do that. Yeah. But when you become a Christian and the Holy Spirit comes inside of you, yeah. then God will gift you with his anointing mm-hmm. to do it for his purposes. And that's where everything immediately changes. Now God gives you not just like, okay, this is your character. Okay, this is like the talent God gave you, which is – that's grace by itself. But now – Everything you do is with a purpose. And that's where it's really important to know like the gifts that because they have a purpose. There's a couple of verses on that. Mm-hmm. What are the purpose of the gifts? First Peter says that the gifts are used to serve others, so we're to serve. First Corinthians says they're for the common good. Hebrews talks about them in testifying, and Romans talks about them to be encouraging. So in general, the the reason we have the gifts is. It's kind of like, uh, we've talked about this before too, like when you become a Christian, everything in your life changes and it's no longer about yourself. Mm -hmm. It has to be all about God. And you love God and love people. It's kind of summarized in that. And so the gifts are for that. The gifts are for the people-loving part. Mm -hmm. You love God, excuse me, and he gives you spiritual gifts, and that's part of the game. It's not the full game, but it's part of the game to help others, to to serve others, others, to love others, to encourage others, and even to testify. So we've Mm. seen Mm. all of this happen on whosoever trips Mm. all the time, where different gifts will manifest through uh, people, especially on our team, but Mm. even not on our team. And all of that will happen. Mm. We watch all the time. and I mean, you have your own stories in your own life all the time, Mm. where God's working through the gifts to encourage someone or help someone, Mm. or even to testify. So God might use a gift, for example, the gift of healing. Mm to testify to the word of God, testify to Jesus being the Messiah. Proving that he's real. Um,
1: You know, you think about when Jesus was here on planet earth and he went from town to town, village to village, and he was preaching the word of God. Uh, He was preaching to the people, letting them know that God loved them. And then he was, you know, healing people and telling people about their future and, you know, know, raising the dead and, you know, doing all that stuff. But then when he left, when he left, he told the disciples, like, I'm going to leave now. I'm going to go to heaven. I'm going to die and raise from the dead. I'm going to defeat Satan on the cross. I'm going to disarm Satan. And I'm going to go and sit, stand at the right hand of the father, sit at the right hand of the father of my of my father. And then when you believe in me that I died and raised from the dead, then I'm going to give you the power. Acts eight. you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So when we believe as non-believers and become a Christian and believe we receive the Holy Spirit, now we have the Holy Spirit, father, son, and the Holy Spirit. They are one, the Elohim. So God, Jesus. Now we are doing what Jesus did while He was here on planet Earth, and that's what the tools are. These are these giftings through the Holy Spirit because we have God's Spirit in us, and He's working through us. Yeah, and that's how that stuff happens. Just it's funny because now that we're talking about the gifts on this show, uh, yesterday uh, Homegirl showed up from the last um, group uh, from Georgia. She yeah, she rolled up and she was sitting there. I'm like, Hey, how you doing? What's going on? I was sitting with Daniel. We were just hanging out by the wall and I was just chopping up "How you doing? What are you doing for work?" And then she like told me a little illustration of like what's going on with her life at her work and I looked over at her and I basically said, "You know God is something like you know god's probably has you there right now because he's preparing you and getting re- getting you ready for something that's going to go on." in your future. And she just, her jaw drops and goes, and that wasn't really from me. I just said it. And then she goes, Oh my gosh. She's like, that's exactly what I just read in my devotion. Yeah. Like God, yeah, it was a word of knowledge. Right. And I didn't even know. And I was like, Oh man, well, amen. Heck yeah. I was like, thank you Jesus for words of knowledge. Yeah. So I say that to say this to the, to the audience. I was in my natural place. I, she was a student from zeal school ministry last year. I knew her from there. She shows up this year to come say hi and hang out. I'm just chopping up talking to her. But because I have God's spirit in me and I'm open for God to work through me and I'm praying for God to work through me however he wants, he gives me a word of knowledge to confirm what she read in the devotion. That's what God was speaking to her. And then he confirmed through me and then her mouth drops. And back to what Chuck Smith says. God works supernaturally just in the natural realm all the time. It was so natural that I was like, oh, shoot. That's awesome. And that's
0: what it should be like. That's what it's supposed to be like. And yeah. that's what I I grew up at church and uh we I was never really taught this in a very practical way, which is what I want us to get into a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like like really practically, what is this like? How can we talk about it? How can we encourage it? But I knew the whole time, man. And when we we had a we had a church split and we came and restarted um, at a new place and I was like, "All right, like I'm in charge of the youth now." I was like, "All right, I want to try and start walking into this." But in general, it's it's so it's so important to understand the balance, that there has to be a balance. Mm. And, but it takes work, um, and it takes guidance from God and from leadership in the Word. Mm. But that's what it should be like, man. Like Most of the time, sick stories are going to happen where like, people are getting words or people u- are used in very supernatural ways to build each other up, to encourage, to help. Like it said, that's a purpose. And it comes from natural things, but it's just like, dang, that was so sick. Like That's supernatural. That's what I needed. That kind of story, that's what, should, that's what church should be like. Normally that should be all the time. And then you still have, like we have in the Bible, spurts of things that are still gonna be like crazy. Yeah. And you talked about Mark where Jesus said, like, hey, I'm leaving, but I'm gonna let I'm gonna mm. let this I'm gonna let you guys go. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit's coming. In that section though, in chapter sixteen, he literally says, and these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison it will not hurt them at all. And that is synonymous with Acts one, which turns into the Day of Pentecost. Acts two, which Peter quotes from Joel in the Old Testament. So it's all connected. Mm-hmm. And Jesus even
1: here is saying the
0: spiritual gifts do, are going do, to come. Does it
1: end there? Or does it? Do you have the rest of the, the verse?
0: Uh, I don't have the rest of the verse oh, here.
1: I love what it says at the end of that because that's the end of the Great Commission. And if you could, uh, I don't know if you're able to pull that up really quick, but it's cool because when you when you read it, I love what it says because how we were just talking about how how God works, uh, how he's working in and through you, through the work of the Holy Spirit. When you read the very end of it, it says that God w- was uh, w- was working through them.
0: Yeah. Do you see that at the bottom? The disciples went everywhere and preached, and the Lord worked through them, confirming what they said by many miraculous signs. That's the signs so, and wonders. So
1: there it is. So yeah. what did they do? They, they listened to Jesus. Mm-hmm. They had the Holy Spirit in them. They went... By faith, and they preached, which is they were giving the Word of God out they weren't going around on a on a healing uh mission or a word of knowledge mission or right. a demon casting out mission that wasn't their focus. no it says they went out preaching, and it says that Jesus worked through them, confirming the, with through signs and wonders, confirming the Word of God, and that 's working. Supernaturally, in the natural realm, because they 're just going and talking
0: and it's and it 's working the way that it should work, <clears throat> which is with the foundation being the gospel, mm-hmm. the subject matter always being Jesus, yep. and the the motive mm-hmm. always being love, which yeah. Paul says in first corinthians a- after he talks about gifts in chapter twelve mm-hmm. that 's when chapter thirteen starts off with the classic love mm-hmm. after he talks about the gifts he's like he 's like, this is the motive, which is a good thing to say about the gifts too, like it has to be love and everything you do is love Mm -hmm. because the purpose is to serve, help and Mm -hmm. testify. And I remember you reading that when you were going to Mexico on our Mexico Mm -hmm. trip, shout out to the first documentary Mm -hmm. and you were reading and and you were just like, man, like we want to see more people get healed because you read that and you were like, yo, we we just got to do this. Let's just Mm -hmm. go preach the gospel and let's, let's expect that these things are going to happen. And it did Mm -hmm. because we went and we, we just preached the gospel. Mm -hmm. But then after that we asked, Mm -hmm. We asked for God to to pour out His spirit, mm. and he did because mm-hmm. that's how it works because it's, mm-hmm. it's it's all surrounding the right subject matter, which yeah. is always the gospel, the Jesus, gospel. the word, that's always the main thing, always and
1: that goes as you're going to continue here, but that goes back to the original conversation.' Is like you don't there's some churches that don't believe, and then there's churches that get too hyped up yeah. too charismatic on the on the gifts, and that's the balance is the word and the Holy Spirit together mm-hmm. and just naturally preach the word of God and then Jesus says signs and wonders will follow. They'll follow as he chooses. Yeah. Like, because we're not God. He decides to do what he wants to do when he wants, however he wants. Yeah. And that's a great place for us because there's no pressure on us.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, that's what it should be like. <laughs> no and, pressure. And, and the Mark like, like you guys have been praying
1: for my back to get healed. I just hurt my back really bad out here. They had to pick me up off the floor. Right. And we're praying, nothing happened, but it's up to God, so I'm not tripping. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, in your words, like, that will be done and move forward. Exactly. Because it's not about the gifts, it's about the Lord, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, even though I'll take the healing, though. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Same thing. My shoulder's busted right now, you know? Oh, I know. Exactly. That's right. Same yeah, thing. We're praying for that. Nothing's Jack happening. Jack Tennant, too. We're busted. Which is good.
0: <laughs> that's, I mean, that's that's perspective. But in Mark 16, that the the subject matter still is there in Mark 16, mm-hmm. even though we're bringing up where he talks about the the gifts and the Holy Spirit, and he he foreshadows that. Mm -hmm. The whole subject matter is the Great Commission. Mark 16 is is go and preach the gospel. Mm. And then the other second most important thing is Matthew 28, where it tells us during the send-off, he said, make disciples of all nations. So we're going to keep that focus no matter what. We're going to keep driving, preaching the gospel, and making disciples, and that's what it's all about. Mm. But a part of that, and this is what it's like, it's so frustrating to me, man, because people get so tripped up on getting too scared and not doing anything yeah. or getting way emphasized on it and making up random stuff that's just not in the Bible. And mm-hmm. if it's not in the Bible, it's sketchy mm-hmm. that it's just like, why can't we just like, like do what Jesus said? Just keep the main focus, the main focus, but have the spiritual gifts be a part of the balance.
1: Mm-hmm. But it just so how this is the question for the listeners? Maybe they they're asking you this question. So how do you have that balance? We go to church and we, just, we, hear the, we hear the Bible teaching or we go to a church and we don't hear any Bible teaching. We just Everyone just exercises the gifts and it sounds kind of wacky. How do you do it with the balance? Practically, what does it look like? My first thought would be try.
0: How? Because most people don't. But, I like, know. if you literally, like, if you what have the, try to try look like... Right. Now, I'm, I'm going to get into that. Okay. But, like, the principle is important, like, because cause principles drive action. Okay. So, if you understand the principle, like, I'm going to try to focus on the right things and keep the balance of all things, if you wake up every day and do that, it will work. Like, mm-hmm. if you're actually trying to make Jesus number one, mm-hmm. the gospel the center... And the Word of God, your foundation, for everything you believe and do, yeah, very important that 's what doesn 't happen, yeah, so like you could talk about all the surface level things, but it's mm-hmm. like you're just you 're really not trying you're getting you're just you're, you lost focus of Jesus, yeah, so the first thing is you got to be focused on Jesus, yeah, he has to be number one, the gospel's got to be the center, the bible 's got to be the foundation, mm-hmm. and then the second is go to the Bible and see what the Bible says, mm-hmm. Paul literally gets into this stuff like I, I, i'm i won 't even go into some of the details now, but like and especially chapter 14 i mean right away in chapter 14 in 1st corinthians he starts getting into like yo if you got someone that's got tongues tongues is not supposed to be to scream in front of everybody it's mostly supposed to be the only one that's like specifically personal mm-hmm. Which we can get into later. But he's he's like, if you guys want to have tongues in the the corporate, here's how you do it. And he gives them instructions. You better have one or two persons uh, do it. No more than like two or three. And there has to be an interpretation and everything has to be done, fit in an order. And that's just one example. There's so much in the New Testament scriptures. That's why... So many of the letters were written is because Paul and Instructed, Peter and yeah, they were giving them instructions. This is how you do it. So it's like you just got to do the work. That's yeah. that's the, why the principle matters, because yeah. people don't want to do the work. It's more comfortable to say, no, nah, we'll just stick with the easy stuff mm-hmm. or it's more comfortable to say we're just going to focus on the exciting stuff because mm-hmm. it, it's more discomforting to say, OK, well, let's try and have the balance. So, so yeah. the first thing I say is try. Second thing is go to the Word because that's going to give the right answers better than I can summarize. Yep. And you have to, especially in the New Testament letters, mm-hmm. especially in letters like Corinthians where he gets into it. Corinthians was a, a sketch church, a bunch of idiots. But they had all the gifts. They had all the blessings. So especially Corinthians is great. Paul
1: gets into it. They call that, some uh, John Reynolds says, uh, the book of uh, Californians. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So... <laughs> Re- shout Corrin- out to John Randall. Read
0: Corinthians. Uh, shout out to Pete Randall too. Read Corinthians. Uh, read the letters. Read the scriptures, and and do the work to figure it out. Like if you're a pastor, man, like if you're especially if you're a lead pastor, everything starts with you. I mean, unless you guys run your church differently, like the pastors are the ones that are taking the word of God and teaching it to the con- congregation and leading their teams to make sure everything's done from the word. So as pastors, we have to do the best we can. And I'm still trying to figure this stuff out as much as I can. But it's just like it's part of the game. But we have to do the best we can to actually make sure we have the balance of this because it's in scripture and then do it the way that the bible gives us and in general that will give us a good enough box mm. to keep things in so for example if and i'm not i'm not trying to, to drop any shade but I'm, I'm just giving a good example to be practical and we could dig into it more in the second half but if you go to a church and they got every service with the corporate meeting everyone is speaking in tongues all over the place that doesn't sound like the way Paul describes how tongues should yeah. be handled or if you go to a church and there's there's something like I've heard of things like holy laughter or holy barking things that get like oh. kind of on that that kind of extreme yeah. weird stuff yeah it gets weird it is it's and weird. but but it's it's more just like like I'm not trying to be a jerk about it, but but it is weird. But it's not scriptural. That's yeah. that's the point. Because God does weird stuff sometimes. Yeah.
1: But you know why? You know why it's weird? Because imagine you bring a non-Christian friend, in and Paul even talks about this. He says this. about non- yes. bringing a non-believer, in and you're speaking in tongues. People are like, "What the heck is that?" So if you got people barking around, rolling over the ground, you see some of these videos on Instagram. You know, yeah. they normally put metal music to it. Um, <laughs> it's just, bro. Just don't be weird. But it's, it's anything weird. too. Like that's an extreme example.
0: But even like. Mm. Even like, I mean, I don't know, if you had the gift of healing and like like you mentioned earlier, like if I think I got the gift of healing and I'm, I'm gonna, I I want to try and exercise that, that doesn't mean you just go and start he- praying for healing for every person in your life. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's weird? Well, yeah, it is, but that's not why. Why always comes from the Scripture. Mm-hmm. So where in Scripture do you see that every single person they, they that anyone crossed mm-hmm. was prayed for healing? Nowhere. Mm-hmm. Jesus skipped thousands of people to go to one person, more than once, yeah, so the scripture gives a guidance, so uh, that if, you, if you're tr- starting to try and do stuff and starting to try and learn about this stuff, and things are happening, you always go back to like when someone, when someone does something or prays something or asks something, you go back to the scriptures and say, "Is that in the scripture?" And if it is, what does the scripture say about it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what box does it give me?" And then if you're in that box, you're safe. and boxes are good, like rules are good because mm-hmm. God we're supposed to have rules, it's not about chaos. and the same thing' about order. Yeah, you're the same thing otherwise, and Paul talks about that. Like, if you go to a church and you never hear tongues, or you never have, like, like no one ever gets a, a, a prophetic word, or even the tools like a vision or a dream, like, if there's none of this stuff happening, none of the, like, stories of, like, dang, that's exactly what I needed to hear, even from the preacher, but, like, especially in the congregation, if there's none of that, then that's sketchy too. You know you're doing something wrong. Why? Because the Scripture, always. The Scripture mm. brings it up. So the beginning of getting into, and we can talk more detail later, but again, the beginning of getting into is like, it really happens really quick when you start to try and say, okay, I want to, I want to I wanna talk about, you know, the gift of miracles or the, or the gift of mercy or the gift of encouragement. Okay. And they start doing stuff. The scriptures give the, the box for so it. So
1: we're going to come back. We have a uh, one minute left. We're going to yeah. come back. And then we have the last half. We got to be able to get through. Definitely highlight each gift, kind of give a little breakdown For so sure, people can yeah. understand. Because man, I feel like we can just do like two or three shows on this because there's so much to talk about because of all the different um, giftings, you yeah. know, that 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 each specific one, what they do and how they're how they're used. So um, I want to plug your school, uh, Zeal School of Ministry, so people can go find it online, ZealSchool.com.
0: It's for young adults around ages 18 to 25, at least 18. If you feel a call to church ministry, especially if you're already a Christian, but you really especially feel like God's called you to some kind of ministry, that's what we want to train you for spiritually and practically.
1: Get there. I'm here, here now, alone. and I come I come uh, one week a year to come teach, and it's amazing. Uh, go to the com, Check out our website. Book us for a tour. As you know, we're great commissioners globally. Uh, we have about 10 different ambassadors now that are constantly – uh, in front of the students worldwide, bringing the gospel, then go to Ryan Reese to my YouTube channel, subscribe you and get all the past radio shows. Again, uh, we've had like, I don't know, six or seven years of radio shows. We're syndicated all across the United States on over 500 stations. So, uh, you can go to our website, ryan com and, and find a local station, join the podcast, whatever. We love you guys. We want to encourage you and we'll be back in two minutes. Peace
0: more of the ryan reese show coming up post your questions at ryan reese on his instagram twitter and
1: or facebook The Ryan Reese Show. All right, what is happening? This Saturday night, I have Jairus Hodges in studio. Um, If you tuned in for the first half, we were going through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we were talking about, because we're from Calvary Chapel, uh, we believe in the Word, and we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. And them together is what God, Jesus, has told us. He says, you'll receive power, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And we know that the Word of God is his voice its the DNA of Jesus Christ is his word. So we need, must know the Bible. And then he gives these special abilities as Paul talks about in his time when he wants. And they all point to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're going to have to listen to the first half if you want. If you want to hear that, because we only have 28 minutes left, 25 minutes left to get through the gifts. Yeah. So let's 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 let it rip.
0: Yeah. So, again, the gifts are special abilities it's almost like a talent. Like, if you have a talent, you can you can understand it like that. God mm-hmm. gives it to you. He decides who gets what and how many. And uh, Corinthians says, too, that God doesn't just give gifts to people as he chooses, but each person can look different per gift. So one gift could be for 10 people, and it could work kind of 10 different ways because of the, mm-hmm. the way the person is, but yep. it could be the same thing. Absolutely. The first uh, half was a really really good important push on the balance to make sure it's Mm -hmm. it's balanced a good note i want to throw on that is jesus said about john the baptist john never performed a sign and that's just a a good balance to remember like it's john
1: the baptist he was he was uh filled with the holy spirit from birth yeah and by faith he had the gift of faith and he was an evangelist right so, so, and I was, but it's not about. But he made disciples too. So was he a teacher too? Teach the gift of teaching. He was maybe, teaching. Yeah, he was teaching well, them the word. But the point is,
0: yeah. it was said about him particularly. He never performed a sign. Yeah. So that's that shows you that like, it's not about the signs and wonders part. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not about anything except Jesus. That's that's what I'm saying. And, yeah. and, and well, with and that, with that said, that.
1: he was a Nazarite. Yep. And and he he was a he was man a of the word. He's a prophet. Yeah. The prophecy. So basically, yeah, that's true. So yeah. yeah. But he wasn't doing signs and wonders. It was purely just the word of God being preached of repentance. Yeah. You're a sinner. God loves you. Turn and, and be baptized. Yeah. And that, I love that. Yeah. It's perspective. And but those are all gifts too, though, that he had. Yeah, Just, just exactly. not like the, the super. But there wasn't a supernatural thing. Well, though. it was supernatural, I guess, because it's the gift of faith. It wasn't it. The signs and wonders. Though. Signs and wonders. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what scripture says itself. Yeah, exactly.
0: So uh, first of all, I'll say to how to receive a gift. Uh, the scripture talks about this. Corinthians says that we can eagerly desire the gifts, but especially other certain gifts, ones that build up the church because that's what they're mostly for. Uh, James says you have not cause you ask not, it's okay to ask for gifts. It's okay to ask for things from God. You just do it with the the right heart, you know, not, not do it so that you get and spoil it on yourself. Like James says.
1: Um, and the other thing too, when you ask, it's the way, I the way I've come to learn to ask through teachings and stuff is you say, God, um, I would like these things, but I want what you, I want what you think is best for me. Yeah, 100%. and that is the best way to roll. Has to be the right heart, yeah.
0: And at the end of the day, on that right heart, you got to be grateful, you know, for when and what God decides to give. Mm-hmm. You just got to be grateful for what He does, and then full send with it, no matter what. Corinthians also talks about not being butthurt that someone's got a gift that you wish you had. You Don't know? get jealous. And then, yeah, exactly. Because then I get sketchy. But that's because of your destiny. God has a destiny for you. It's very, it's very specific
1: for you. Don't get jealous of any hen. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
0: you definitely. You know, not everyone can lightsaber up. <laughs> so they're all, they're all um, apart from tongues. They're all. To serve and to love and to build each other up. Um, My dad always quoted uh, Peter Lord, a a great Christian leader, that said the church is not built on gifts, it's built on relationships. So all these gifts— Awesome, I like that. All these gifts are used for relationships. Everything is about relationships, and that's what matters more than anything at the end of the day. Relationships, So let's get into it. Visions and dreams are the tools, at least that's what I call it, tools of the Holy Spirit— Visions and dreams are the same. It's either a picture or a movie clip that kind of plays in your head or maybe out in front of you. It looks different for some people, and the only difference between visions and dreams is whether or not you're asleep. It's a vision if you're awake, and it's a dream if you're asleep. Those are combined with gifts, you know, prophecy especially or even encouragement or wisdom that God can speak in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And that gets into the fact that a lot of these can be mixed. A lot of them kind of work together. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes you'll see something happen or someone do something and you'll kind of see more than one gift operating at the same time, Mm -hmm. or at least that's how we would describe it. Yeah.
1: And we just got to do the best we can. For instance, for instance, like you can get, we have a friend that gets visions or pictures. And so you have the vision, but then she can get a prophetic, insight of a future event see it or it could be on a word of knowledge of something that's happening in the person's life at the moment or yeah or both or, or both or it yeah be, it could be so uh, you, have, you have all those three different things all operating and, and she's stepping out by faith to speak it yeah so you got the gift of faith you got the vision you got the yeah prophetic yeah, i mean it could
0: the, be yeah it could be anything could be the the word for someone could be particularly to encourage them too yeah. so that could be a gift. yeah encouragement, encouragement. You know? so yeah I, just Could so be the gift of mercy, it. showing someone mercy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's and that's good. But the other things too that I'll say, and and then we're going to pump through them individually, is at the end of the day, man. Like, just it's just important to try and understand this stuff. I'm yeah. still trying to learn about this. I'm still trying to understand this yes. stuff. But the scripture gives terminology, and that helps us to understand, so mm-hmm. we can be in the right spot where God wants us, and mm-hmm. let Him work the way He wants to work. Mm-hmm. So we do the best we can to give definitions. We do the best we can to try and understand. Mm-hmm. We do the best we can to label things. But like that's not worth fighting over. Yes. We just gotta do the best we can to say, okay, well this is probably this and this is what makes the most sense according to scripture and and the experience, uh, and then and then work with that because it's all ultimately for God's glory, for his work, and then for, for mm-hmm. the church and outside of the church. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah. to understand the definitions of these things I think I'll say as well, it's so important to remember we cannot interpret the Bible through our experience we have to interpret our experience through the Bible yes a huge I like thing that. my mom said that so that's a huge 100%. huge important thing other words you'll start getting into things that are wrong and yes. sketchy and weird um, or not enough and the people are going to think you're weird it. yeah because you're saying stuff that's it. not biblical yeah and dude Jesus was not I mean, he was crazy. I like and you said that. That's a very rock, important, weird. that's a very important fact. Yeah, there's, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, we could do so many talks on this because there's so many nuggets mm-hmm. inside to understand. But mm-hmm. let's get into the gifts. Um, first thing, word of wisdom and word of knowledge, they're labeled right next to each other. Um, word of wisdom and word of knowledge is where God God gives someone, you know, mentally, logically, a supernatural ability to have wisdom for situations in order to help situations or people mm. or word of knowledge could be specific information that God gives or even a specific way to say something, you know, just the right way to to put it into good terminology. Um, those kind of are very similar. They kind of work together. They're slightly different though. They're listed different. And it's just like God downloads it into your head and it's for the purpose of, of helping or blessing someone else. Um, any of these gifts also, I would say for Word of Wisdom, for example, I would label someone having a gift of the Spirit, and the way that I describe it is when they have a lifestyle of that gift. So if there's a lifestyle where on a regular basis you continue to get wisdom that just comes out of nowhere, and you're just like, like, dang, that's sick, it's exactly what we should do, no one has thought about that, that's the Holy Spirit, and that happens more than once. Mm-hmm then I would label that person, all right, I think you got the gift of wisdom. And that's that's like at the point that I would go ahead and go for it. My friend Travis here, he works for me. I think he has the gift of wisdom. Situations come up, we're trying to make decisions, and he's just like, well, well, how about we do this? And it's just like, never thought about that. That's perfect. And then it works. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after something works, and after you try and exercise or manifest something in a safe way, if it works, you look back and you say, okay, that's valid. Like that validates, all right, that was the gift of wisdom. That was from God. That was the Holy Spirit. Next, uh, give to faith. Pastor Chuck described give to faith really well. Um, a lot of these gifts are things that we're all supposed to have. We're supposed to encourage, we're supposed to have mercy, we're supposed to have faith. But when you see a lifestyle of someone that is given extraordinary faith to believe, and then not just to believe but act upon that, mm. then I would, I would probably label that person, all right, you got to gift to faith. And to gift to faith works, usually when it's manifested— If you got the gift of faith, you're going to be doing things and praying for things and expecting things, and God is going to answer those things when it happens. For example, gift of healing and gift of miracles. They're very related, often used at the same time. Gift of healing, you could have the the gift of faith and the gift of healing where you have faith for someone to be healed. Or you could just have the gift of healing where when you pray for someone, God answers and usually says yes, and if that happens a lot, I'd be like, all right, bro, you got the gift of healing. Class one of Zeal last year, we did the skate park outreach And one of my students, Megan, um, I'm skating around and then I hear all this ruckus and commotion. I go over and it's Megan. And like, she's been just praying for people at the skate park. And like seven people got healed of random physical things at the skate park. I was there. Yeah. It was just crazy. So that was, that was when I told her, I was like, all right, I think you got Uh, to get uh, to healing. (laughs) And here's what you could see too. And I'll say this now before I forget, since you know that, like I said, in the first half, Then you know what part you can play. Like, all right, you got the gift of healing. You know, we've been praying for for healing every once in a while. We'll pray for healing, you know, during our service. I'll get people that have to get to healing if to go I got someone that, that hurts. and, and that, But that's how it works. When you find out like this person yeah. has this gift, that's then you work. start pulling things all over the place. And then, then it makes sense yeah. when an entire body of Christ that has all the gifts that are at work on a regular basis, mm-hmm. people are going all over the place doing things, mm-hmm. and everyone has a part. There's no or overemphasis. Even, or even
1: like when someone has a gift of wisdom or, or gets words, you know, when someone needs counseling, they're going through a hard, difficult time, then you're going to obviously pray for them. Naturally, but then you would have those people also pray for them yeah. because God can crack crack the egg, if you will, or crack the situation. If there's something that He can reveal and say, "Well, God showed me this," and then they might be like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, I've been holding on to resentment for this person." Well, this is why, yeah. this is this is what's been going on in your life, and then you need beautiful. to be you need to ask for forgiveness, and then boom, they ask for forgiveness, and then it's a done deal. So. And then it's
0: beautiful because that whole that whole story is like there's more people involved. And yeah. that's, that's where yeah. it's like, that's the body of Christ. It's not just always, and you do this all the time. It's not just like I'm the healer yeah. for healing or anything yeah. like that. You start getting people involved. And I do this as a pastor all yeah. the time. I do it with my students and my leadership here. Mm. Miracles, um, I'll just mention, we've kind of defined miracles as like healing is something that um, can probably, it could happen otherwise by doctors or medicine or something. But mm-hmm. miracles is like where something happens and it's just completely, completely, Supernatural you don 't have an eyeball out of the and natural. and you get an eyeball, yeah
1: or you 're born blind
0: here 's another thing um, for i haven 't told you the story as so i 'm going to drop it in your face right now, but i won 't say who, but one of my students right now i 'm going to let them tell you a story was deaf for the last five years or something like that. We prayed in the during the young adults night. I texted the who serves group afterwards, uh-huh. I just touched I her ear and prayed for it, opened right up she was like had her eyes closed, and she just looked
1: no and yes. I started
0: whispering in her in her left ear after that. I would, like, hold my hands behind my back, and, and I'd have, like, two fingers, and I would whisper two, and she would say two out loud so everyone would hear it, but they would see the two just to prove to everyone that God oh just healed my. the deaf person. Oh, my. I remember that text. Yeah. Sick. So then uh, next like on my that. list, I got tongues and interpretation of tongues. Mm. So tongues is scripturally either a—it's a language. Mm. It's just the, the word tongues is use for a language that God will give someone either an earthly language— that we already have or what we would call a heavenly language where it just sounds like shit about, a or it could be like Chuck Smith told the story a lot about uh, a girl that spoke crazy French during one of their prayer services and interpretation was given, but actually a girl that spoke that dialect. of oh, French yeah, was that spoken one. to to. Yeah. yeah. I heard that one. So, but tongues
1: is the, is that's the, on the Chuck Smith Holy Spirit
0: series on the app word for today. Yeah. Shout out tongues is the most taboo because it's the most weird and it's really annoying I don't think that when we talk about gifts, we should just start talking about tongues because it just overemphasizes it. Tongues is the only one that specifically is written in Corinthians is mostly for you and God. It's mm-hmm. mostly like just between you and God. You can speak in tongues all you want between you and God. And the way I describe tongues is it feeds your soul. Paul says when you speak in tongues, you should ask for interpretation for yourself, but you don't always get it. Sometimes you just speak it between you and the Lord, and you can do it as often as you want. Corinthians says we, have, we do have control not to try and abuse the gifts, which is why people do abuse the gifts. So, you know, if I had tongues, I'd be speaking all the time and it would be just between me and the Lord. And that's what it's supposed to be. Rarely though, is it like, okay, well, during a church service, during a corporate gathering, mm-hmm. when the opportunity is given, then individually someone can speak and someone else can interpret um and maybe a few or we see in scripture two instances in the book of acts where there's a, a there's a small group of believers and they're all together and everyone started prophesying and speaking in tongues so like if there's something like that going on in a small room like all right I'm down for that because that's in the scripture again everything's in the scripture and interpretation for tongues is exactly that when i say uh mi color favorito es azul the translation is my favorite color is blue even though i literally said my color favorite is blue. The translation is well. This is what's. This is what the meaningful thing is. So yeah. it's not an exact word for word. Sometimes yeah. you might hear ha, shada da, ba, ba, yeah. ba, ba, ba and then yeah. the translation or interpretation could be.
1: Yeah, it's not the amount of words that come out of your mouth, which is the translation. Yeah, that's because you're stepping out by faith in the language God has given you. If you if you have the gift of tongues, yeah, and it could be say ten words. You could say two words. Yeah, I've heard two word two noises, and. Interpretation And then there was an actually, It actually happened In your Zeal School of Ministry When we did it Afterglow Yeah Someone got uh, Received the gift of tongues That day In the classroom Someone that was Sit up here in the front And then And then Christina She actually translated it and it was a sentence, but it, but it was only two words. What did I say? In- inter- inter- yeah, inter- interpreted. It. Yeah, that's the, interpreted. That's the it. So yeah, but it was, two, it was two noises. For sure. So yeah, so don't, don't try to think like, if you hear like 10 words, it's 10 words.
0: Yeah, and the clarity on that too is tongues, the way Paul describes tongues is it's never God speaking to us. It's, it's a prayer or a thanksgiving um, or some kind of praise from God. It's us a praise, yeah, to God. Yeah, yes. to God. Those are the three words described in Corinthians, prayer, praise, or thanksgiving. But it's very often in in a service where someone will speak a tongue, someone will try and translate, and they'll say, say thus saith the Lord. It might might be legit, but it might be the wrong timing because it's... Prophecy, uh, So they just need to wait and let interpretation come. But that's the important thing to understand. Tongues is between you and the Lord. It's, it's us directed to God.
1: You took the words out of my mouth. I was let That actually happened. It so happened to me too, so yeah. yeah, so it was, a, and I corrected. I said, that's not a tongue. It's not a tongue translation, right? It's not what the Bible teaches, but yeah. good thing you said that. This guy just reads my mind. Also, like, I don't know. I can even talk <laughs> also
0: for interpretation. I don't know. Cause it says interpretation of tongues mm. in the old Testament. There's uh there's people who interpreted dreams mm. and visions I don't know how it works but I do know it does still work like mm-hmm. that so maybe you would call that something different maybe you would call it prophecy mm-hmm. to reveal the the meaning but there are still people that God sometimes will give a vision or a dream, and someone else will get an interpretation or, or the meaning mm-hmm. behind it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know exactly what I'd call it, but it definitely still happens for I know sure. a
1: couple people that have that, but I, I, I need to look into that more. I think my mom somehow is involved yeah. with that. Yeah,
0: I, don't know, I would probably guess discernment or prophecy or maybe interpretation means that as well. But it does happen, and it does happen in Scripture, so it's allowed um, it's just sometimes so I wonder cute. about it's, that. Um,
1: that's interesting. I got to do my I've had it happen
0: a lot of times, especially when I was doing it with my youth, mm. where a kid would get a vision about something, but have no clue what it meant, and mm. someone else would be like, "This is what it means," and it would it be very very prophetic. So it could be prophecy, mm. but it would be like
1: the interpretation. And the that's meaning. just that's just God doing the supernatural stuff in the natural realm.
0: Yeah, and it, when Paul talks about prophecy, he kind of talks about like the revelation of our hearts. So. Maybe that revelation, understanding. Maybe it is prophecy. But either way, that can happen a lot with people. You know, if you get a dream or a vision, you don't know what it means. Like talk to your Christian friends, and mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's it. When Peter got a vision, he didn't know the the meaning, mm-hmm. and thought about it for a while. So sometimes that's God's plan. Mm-hmm. You don't always get it
1: right away. Um, same thing for other words. Um, gift of <laughs> helping. You got something to say? I was going to say sometimes God will give people pictures or visions or insight on on someone's life, it, and you got to pray because sometimes God wants you to share it with them, and sometimes he just wants you to pray for them. For sure,
0: 100%. My wife has a gift of discernment, gift of wisdom, gift of prophecy, very strong, but she also has gotten visions and dreams, and she's gotten very literal dreams before about things, about family and friends, but it confused us at first, but we found out. We believed after prayer and discussion uh, that it was for her to pray for them and not to talk to them. Yeah, exactly. It was gnarly. Uh, So moving down, helping, the gift of helping. I would describe that, you know, everyone knows what helping is, like we should help people, but there's there's people that just like God gives us, uh, sometimes a natural, mm. but sometimes as an anointed supernatural ability to just be a help. Um, I mean, I would say, you know, your boy Daniel is a good example of that. He just knows what's needed to help mm. in the situations and to help in the ministry and help getting things done. And so if that's your gift, it, like if you have a lifestyle of that, you might have the gift of helping. Mm. So you should do it all the time mm. so that God can work through that. Mm. And it's the same exact thing for serving, except there, there's a difference from helping and serving. Helping is like, I kind of more like, I know what needs to happen. Yeah. and Serving is Ma- like, make it you hap- just, make you it just, happen guy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Serving is like, well, serving I would say is make it happen. Like you tell me, and helping and is like, a, I know a, what to make happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And that's, that's, a it's, it's more
1: like a forward thinking. You could, yeah. you know, the scenario. And it works very,
0: I mean, people that are very good administratively, people that yeah. are great assistants. Uh, I mean, I, I have a lot of people that are gifted in these and they're just huge, especially for me as a pastor, people oh, that man. Are, per, are perfectly anointed to help me with huge. things or just like, I'm just here and like, show me what to do. Again, we should do, we should do both of those. Mm-hmm. The scripture says, but people that have a. Lifestyle of it, I would say you got the gift, so keep doing it. And for all the gifts, I would say when you f- figure out you think you have a gift, just do it. Start doing it, and that's when God will work more through your life. Next I have is prophecy. Prophecy, I would summarize, is just when God speaks through you to someone else. It's an anointed utterance. It's It could be simple or complicated, but, but nonetheless, the purpose is God is giving a word, but he's giving it through you mm-hmm. in one way, shape, or form, or another. And that could mix with other things. Discernment. Discernment is what it sounds like. Actually, uh, some translations say discerning of spirits. Mm -hmm. So it's really knowing like spiritually what's sketchy and what's not sketchy, Mm -hmm. what's evil and not evil. Mm -hmm. Is this person or situation rooted in evil or is it rooted in good? Is it rooted Mm -hmm. in the devil and the demons or is it rooted in God? And sometimes a person with the gift of discernment is a very good help because everyone else will think, oh, Judas is a great guy. But, like, you could have to get the gift of discernment maybe to point out, oh, that person's like a Judas, like, and no one else knows it. Um, yep. Encouragement doesn't mean it happens every time, but encouragement. Encouragement is exactly what it sounds like. But it's, but it's like what you said earlier. Like, when you say something and you encourage someone, I would say when you notice where the situation's happened and that person's like, dang, that's exactly what I needed, man. And I just needed to be encouraged, to be built up. Mm-hmm. When God gives you certain words mm-hmm. um, that you might not even realize. Yeah and it just builds people up, then I would say you got the gift of encouragement, man. And you're always encouraging people, so step out and keep encouraging people because you might not feel anything about it, but you come mm-hmm. to find that it's what people need. And again, you got that kind of person in your, in your squad. Mm-hmm. Someone needs encouragement. I'm going to get that person to be like, yo, you come with me, and you come with me, mm-hmm. and let's talk to this person, but I'm going to have you here with mm-hmm. me because I know God works through you a lot, and I, mm-hmm. I want to let that flow.
1: That's awesome.
0: Same thing for gift of mercy. Very similar. Mm-hmm. Showing mercy. A very compassionate person. If you got like a girl that's been raped that comes to your church. Like I'm going to want someone with the gift of mercy, that kind of compassionate mentality that God gives them the way to think and the way to communicate that shows mercy to a person when I initially talk to them Mm. and when I initially deal with them, because they need to be shown mercy and so on and so forth. But like, you can imagine how, Mm. how beneficial that could be.
1: Uh, Also the thing they give the mercy to is there's a lot of people that go to those old folk homes and they're helping people on those, those last days and really caring for them and helps. It's like, you know, helping and mercy because they aren't they're They're not in a good place. So that's also an awesome place. I would
0: actually mix with that too. It makes me think of the gift of giving. It's next. The gift of giving is obviously giving, but, you know, give money, give time, give whatever, but just giving of yourself and your yeah, life and your resources. I'd be like, you You could probably have a person that has both those gifts because they're giving things mm-hmm. and giving of themselves, but also being merciful and showing mercy. Um, but also, like, I think of there's someone in my life, like, you know, sometimes they're, they're the, the one is that like they always pay for the dinner. Mm. Some people like that sometimes be like, all right, like God's God's giving it to you. Or yeah. like the way that they show love could mm. be like giving mm. that could be someone that has a gift to giving. And mm. if it is men like they give perfect gifts, they know how to give mm. no matter what the giving is. It just fits perfectly. And it really blesses people. Mm-hmm. A few more the gift of teaching. Yep. Teaching and leadership are next to each other. I have a whole word doc on both of these cause I taught it recently um, I think uh, you you can have the gift of leadership and not necessarily have the gift of teaching, mm. but I don't think anyone with the gift of teaching doesn't have the gift of leadership because mm. teaching by itself is leading, leading people. Yeah. So if you have yeah. the gift of teaching, it's not just the ability to teach because a lot of people can, but it's the power. Mm. It's when someone teaches and and there could be gifts of word of knowledge and wisdom mixed with that too in yeah. someone that's teaching totally. and the gift of being able to teach well, but not just that, also specifically when you speak, there's power, and you're like, mm. oh my goodness, like this is the Lord. And then get the leadership. Get the leadership, I think, is for men and for women. Like, there could be men that are leaders, there could be women that are leaders, and God uses them in the church um, for all kinds of things, from kids to youth to young adults to adults. And you're just called to be a leader in a certain way, shape, or form. Uh, and I'll just end with this last one administration. Administration mm. is a great one. Someone has a, the gift of being able to administrate things organize. Yeah. I mean, organize and do logistics logistics. I mean, like Lindsay who works at my church just did the whole logistics for lunch today and she's got the gift of helps and the gift of serving. Like it's all a mixed package and she just runs our office. She manages it, but she's like hooking everyone up at lunch and everything. And it's just like the way that their minds think God just gives them that, that ability to do it well Mm -hmm. and anoints it so that it works in specific power. Mm -hmm. And that's how you see when you look at all of them individually, they're all to serve people they're all to love people you keep the gospel the center you keep Jesus the main focus and the reasoning and you keep the motive love and everything works from there
1: that was an amazing show i don't know how many uh minutes we have left yeah like one more one more minute left okay well that's good so this is what i'm going to do then i'm going to end it with the last minute um, you've been listening to Hodge, uh Hodges uh, talk about uh, the gifts of the spirit. Again, this is a great way to intro again your your school of ministry, Zeal School of Ministry. Get there online, look them up. They're on Instagram. Come out if you have time for a year. Let them teach you. Let them pour into you. God will disciple you. There's a lot of kids that are here, or students, should I say, because they're not kids; they're over eighteen. And they're here, and they didn't even want to come here. And then all of a sudden they got here, and they're like, "Whoa, God's speaking to me, showing me who I am, and the plans that He has for me." So you just take that leap of faith, pray about it, and if God leads you here, it's one year of your life, and these are these. This is going to make your your future amazing because you're going to learn so much that you can apply these lessons to your life moving forward. I want to thank you guys all for for tuning in. Go to the YouTube channel, uh, Ryan Reese Official, get all the past shows. Jairus has been on here several times, really, really amazing shows. Go watch them all and watch others and share them with people that need to be encouraged, uh, in this topic today with the gifts of the spirit. And there's other topics as well. Go to whosoevers.com. Check us out. We book uh, tours, um, globally. I have a book called kill the noise. You can check that out. It's everywhere. Books are sold. Um, it's a discipleship book. It's a tool. It will enable you. It will empower you to full send for Jesus Christ in today's culture. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week.
0: Peace. This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next
1: Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show. Hi, I'm
0: Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. or a theology and apologetics podcast. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.